0: The New York Artists Collective podcast, this next one's about.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the New York Artists Collective podcast. My name is Stephanie Mans. I am a singer-songwriter and co-producer of the New York Artists Collective. Um, I hope you are all staying safe and well during this pandemic and of course protesting and standing up for Black Lives Matter wherever you can. I want to reiterate that the New York, York Artists Collective fosters an inclusive space, so intolerism hate and racism do not have a home here. Um, I'm deeply saddened as well, of course, by the events and and the lives that have been lost at the hands of so many police officers and systemic racism in this country. But I am very encouraged by the change that we are beginning to see. I am very conscious of being a white woman, and I don't want to take up space in this conversation. So rather uh, offer space to our POC artist community. So next week, to that effort, uh, we will be doing a Facebook live show featuring uh, our POC artists within our New York Artists Collective community. And I'm very excited that our own New York Artists Collective alum artist, Mishti Roy, will be joining to host the show. Um, and I'm excited because I will be taking a backseat and producing. So please look out for that. Um, and please know that also going forward, we are making a commitment to make sure that we have a much more diverse lineup of artists uh, on the show. Now, tonight's guest is an old friend of mine. We met at a gig in Glasgow where she was touring, and I was so impressed by her musical talents, and I know you will be too. Uh, Let's introduce Sonia Lee. What's happening? How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. How is
2: Nashville? Uh, You know what? Uh, Today I did my first co-write back on Music Row after all of this, and Mm -hmm. um, it was really good to see... I haven't been down there in a little bit. So it was really mm-hmm. good to see uh my spot and see people out and about. And then on the way back, I live in East Nashville, mm-hmm. um, and on the other side of the bridge from where downtown is in Music Row and there was actual traffic. So I was in my very first set of traffic today on my way home. <laughs> which is uh-huh. I mean, we can all do without that, can't we?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. It's it's weird. Like I live in New York and I'm not seeing anyone. Yeah. <laughs> is it still quiet there? It is still quiet. I mean, I think, you know, you go to the park and there's, there can be a lot of people in the park. But it, I think, you know, one thing that they've noted and reported on is the fact that, like, about half a million New Yorkers have left the city. So yeah. it is noticeably quieter. There's a lot less traffic, um, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, it's like if you're not able to go out and do anything in New York, then it's like, why are you in New York? Like New yeah, York yeah. is, you know, it's got that buzz about it for a reason. But I, I know so, a of
2: people who left New York...
1: Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I know. These lucky people that have somewhere to go. You know? You
2: can't go home. You couldn't go back to... Where Where exactly are you from? Uh, uh, Scotland. So okay. I would
1: say Glasgow, though okay. I don't have cool. the accent. You don't? Interesting. Yeah. I would have thought yeah. you were British. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as no one says I'm English, we're okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So Sonia, you've been around in the in the music industry and in Nashville for how long now? Um a little over eight years at this point, yeah. And you moved from, was it Atlanta?
2: hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but your your sort of history is incredibly impressive. I think, you know, obviously I, I met you at that show years ago. And, you know, I looked you up and everything, and I know that you, you know, were on Zach Brown's Southern Ground Records. Um, and I I'd you know seen that you cut a song with him. But then, you know, like you have been on tour with Willie Nelson. You've been on tour with Joan Jett, Melissa Etheridge. Um, it's, you know, Loretta Lynn. <laughs> I'm, I mean, like, I I'm, I'm sort of falling over the names that, that get dropped there. It's, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I would have, if right now uh stop playing music, uh, which I'll never stop playing music, but I'm really thankful and um, just kind of pretty um blessed that i've gotten to do the things that i've gotten to do it's kind of sometimes uh unbelievable uh just from where mm-hmm. i came from you know where i started uh, this is my first podcast mm-hmm. by the way just so you know. yay oh i'm
1: excited thank you my pleasure thank you for joining us um so what have you been up to? I mean, I think so prior to the pandemic, obviously, Nashville was hit by a tornado in East Nashville, which is roughly where you are. I'm not sure if it sort of hit you or if you I mean, you, you seem to be in a very nice studio right now. So I'm hoping that you weren't hit.
2: Oh, this is my little studio in my house. And um, I mm-hmm. was actually touring in England in London and the whole country. I was supposed to be touring the whole month of March with John and Shaw Taylor. And uh, we got about halfway through. I love her. She's great. She's awesome, man. We were on a bus. It was my first time being on a tour bus in England. I've slummed it for, like, so many years over there. And and uh, thank God for my friends that have driven me around and, you know, let me sleep on their couches and stuff. Um, this is the first time that I was on, like, a, a tour bus. Mm-hmm. We were so excited. Mm-hmm. And then this this happened. But while I was on tour over there before this hit, the t- tornado came and i wasn't here for it but i just had to see from afar all the damage and destruction and Mm -hmm. really literally just barely missed my house so you know yeah very very blessed and thankful it skipped us
1: so did nashville have to kind of deal with the cleanup of the tornado plus the pandemic
2: yeah i mean the destruction that it and the shutdown of broadway yeah, I mean, it's it's nuts. And then, you know, all the recent events. So there's been a lot of hits to this area, you know, as far as like being shut down and
1: destruction and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is um, the writing community or the Nashville sort of artist community coping with all of this? How are you guys connecting, writing, creating music? People are still releasing music, which I'm finding, I mean, I think after maybe a few weeks I I think I kind of feel like people were like you know if this is going to go on forever we might as well embrace it and you know use it and and pivot and you know release music and do what we can here
2: yeah I mean I think a lot of artists probably had I mean a back catalog I released something that I wrote um for about three years ago that a song that I really loved that I'd always wanted to release but you know just said why not, you know, and um, I think a lot of artists actually had some back catalog that they were probably excited to get out. And then some people were writing new material because they're inspired by, you know, the time. So I, I definitely think that it's, it's uh, inspired people to just stop thinking too much and about strategy on release, because at that point, it just doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You know, a lot of people were co-writing via Zoom and, uh, you know, just, just connecting in, in that way as well
1: yeah you said you had your first co-write today was that in person or via zoom
2: this was my first in-person write minus like what i've been doing uh you know uh, my roommate and i've been writing here and my girlfriend and i in asheville have been doing some songs together uh and i've been working on my uh engineering skills and and things like that so
1: yeah it's a time to learn things i'm finding this whole this whole pandemic Yeah, you know, I've
2: been more relaxed about what I'm writing and kind of um, having fun with it because, for me, uh, a lot of stuff that my roommate and I've been writing was just, like, really kind of comedy slash, you know, just nothing to do with what's been going on, just something, kind of an escape and to have a laugh, you know, to not Mm -hmm. take yourself so seriously and just kind of get out of your head, you know.
1: Is that something that you've, you know, In terms of trying to take some positives away from this time, is that something that you will certainly consider and take away?
2: Absolutely. I think that my approach to songwriting has uh, really gone back to where it began, which um, kind of uh, was less in my head. You know, once you get into a co-writing cycle, especially in Nashville, there's always kind of an aim in a ulterior motive with a lot of writing in Nashville because they're looking for cuts or sinks and things like that. Yep. You know, when I started writing, I mean, I still write from myself and from that vein, but what I mean is I guess just more of a relaxed, um, less pressured, like, oh, if I don't write something that's sinkable or, you know, uh, just Mm -hmm. writing, you know, just for sure. Like just for the pleasure. Being silly sometimes, you know,
1: yeah. That's that's interesting. So I think like at the moment is has there been any kind of communication from labels about what kind of songs they want to hear or they want people to kind of be putting out or is it just, you know, you're kind of giving them what comes out more naturally? Because often well, I feel like there's sort of a, a real direction as to like, you know, how music, you know, how radio friendly something is. Right. Um I'm
2: not really sure about artistically because I'm an independent artist, but I am a songwriter from BMG yeah. and I did a sync camp uh, with them. So I, I did, I've done rights, but virtual rights. And I did a sync camp for BMG uh, recently. And, you know, basically the briefs that they were saying was used to be like, come together, everybody, you know, and they're like, none of that. Like nobody can come together right now. We don't really need to talk about that <laughs> so it was less about that and more about overcoming and uplifting vibes and things like that you know um so <laughs> uh-huh. I that was something I saw you know the difference in should
1: we release a, a Sonia Lee classic when when you when we are alone <laughs> that's that a good idea to think about that <laughs> uh, <go on>. <laughs> <laughs> there you go I'll take two percent thank you very much <laughs> you I'm go. just kidding um so let's talk about um let's talk about mad hatter so your latest album
2: uh yeah that was my last full length um record i I basically was uh trying to really learn how to engineer and i kind of stumbled upon co-producing that i say co-producing because i started a lot of those tracks and those original tracks we kept in that uh process of writing that record and um so i mean for me it's it's a an expression that I got to really kind of be a very big part of the sound. And I got to kind of get weird, you know, and step outside of the country music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, persona that I kind of built through the Zach Brown days, you know?
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I could definitely hear that. It was, it was, it's a really interesting album. And I think when, you know, when we were just chatting backstage as we <laughs> do in, in podcast land, um, you were saying that, you know, you had produced and sort of come up with these sounds, and I was like, wow. And, because there's a couple of them that, like, there's a base to it that is is kind of country, um, and then you kind of give it a twist. And I really like that idea. I think there was one that was sort of almost a two-step, or I could see, like, you could almost kind of line dance to it, but then you sort of made it almost like a rap song.
2: Um, was that mind on the prize oh, that's the... i think he or...
1: was. yeah it was mind on the prize
2: yeah i co- uh, i actually did not come up with that track that was uh, uh that was uh, my Frank romano and um cena and um there's another guy who's awesome a... mm-hmm. i am the Don't worst worry. at this <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they came up with the track, and um, and I was over at Frank's house because I co-wrote uh, Shelter mm-hmm. with him as well, and he he did that track. We actually yeah, I played on that, and we were riding that together. But uh, we were we've done a lot of writing. He was actually working on that track while I was hanging out, and I was like, I really like that. I just kind of wrote a rap, and then I begged him to talk to those guys and and uh, see if I could use it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's you know the kind of rap side to it in terms of country music, I mean, that must be something that sort of sets you apart. I certainly don't see that very much, and I find it really interesting.
2: Well, that particular record was kind of my um, release all the chains and the pressures of sticking to a genre. I wanted to Mm -hmm. take all the rules off of what a per se record should follow and show a little diversity. So um, I didn't really care if it, fit together which is a no-no a big no-no but i was like i don't i just want to say what i want to say
1: mm-hmm. it's great that you you know as an independent <laughs> artist when you can do that um yeah, you know i, mean, I, I certainly sometimes... think when you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, i was gonna say when you're trying to kind of you know break in or make your mark or whatever and you're like oh i need to i need to sort of follow this model and i need to look like this and then after a while you're like i don't like following that model and i don't like looking like that and it's far more authentic when you are yourself yeah
2: just to keep growing as a writer and artist it keeps me uh inspired and Mm -hmm. interested In you know i can't write the same things over and over we grow emotionally and i'll write you know emotionally so as we go through things or myself go through things i I'm, I'm growing as what direction I want to go in and I like to try out different things and some I'm good at and some I'm not but I, I like
1: to try you know. God loves to try. <laughs> so Sonia you're gonna sing as a song this evening.
2: Yeah yeah yeah.
1: So what would you like to sing?
2: Um, I don't know I was gonna sing like my last single Give You Love but you're mm-hmm. a fan of Man of Hatter so if there's anything particular that you want to hear off that record I'm happy to to do that as well
1: oh. um how about dead man's sunrise Woo. okay is that, I haven't played is that, that, is that really not an well. easy guitar no, that, no no that's
2: good that's good let's see if i can i literally okay. haven't played that so, in a while so this is a. Uh...
1: so tell me the story
2: behind it um <laughs> um to be honest uh I was in a really, really bad place, and I was at a friend of mine, uh, my keyboard player and slash bass player's house, and uh, it was like Memorial Day or something, and I just was sitting outside and and writing by myself, and this song kind of came out,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, and it's really about kind of uh, surviving that dark night, you know, Um, feeling like, you know, if you want to talk about mental health, you know, like. We've all been to that dark place where we don't really know. <laughs> and um, that that's, you know, honestly where that song came from, that 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 dark of a place. But nobody's ever really asked me about that.
1: And mm-hmm. to be honest,
2: I feel like I've always been ashamed to admit about that time. But in light of everything, like, we've all been there. So, you know, it's important to, to acknowledge those things and, and how you can, there's a light on the other side. You know, there's another light live you know waiting on
0: just hang
1: on yeah Uh, and before you start if anyone has any questions for Sonia um please uh write them in the comments box and and I will endeavor to get through them so Sonia Lee uh, and Dead Man's Sunrise (laughs) Was great hey I'll
2: tell you something thank you interesting very much. thank you thank you I'm, I'm interested that's why did you pick that song
1: it just had something a bit gritty and dark about it that I really liked and I think it gave me kind of Nick Cave vibes
2: oh cool wow thank you <laughs>
1: um yeah it was some, like you know the kind of intro for Peaky Blinders it was it sort of gave me yeah. that kind of vibe cool
2: I mean it's it's about you know just kind of getting haunted by that Mm-hmm. Particular person or or whatever you know whatever and, um that uh, particular song uh, recorded with Mitch. Um, uh, why am I keep on pulling these? Uh, I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, his his daughter played Mitch the fiddle on that. A,
0: I know. I don't know what's
2: uh by the, by the name of Mitch. <laughs> Mitch somebody who is a very very well known producer he produced jars of play and all that he's gonna hate me you first name is really with good him friend Mitch y'all don't even know I am such I have the worst memory on the faces but I'm looking uh... oh it's right. right we're not really it, it, really really uh, <laughs> easy Mitch Dane <laughs> and I knew that Mitch Dane yeah
1: I look like a flyer uh... <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. What was the purpose of that again? So hang on. So Mitch Day was on this. You wrote this. <laughs> he, I was he just produced. amused by we'd forgotten his name. He produced it. Got
2: it. Yeah, Thank we still produce that as a studio here. The interesting thing was a live band that I that I play out with quite a bit, and um, yeah, that was one of the only one of the only live band tracks on that.
1: <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, that, that was waste live, the day. Mm-hmm. I would never have cast. How do you how do you feel about um, producing something completely live.
2: I love it. I did a, a record at Abbey Road right after I released um, Mad Hatter. I was on tour mm-hmm. over the, over in England for like three months with Brooklyn mm-hmm. Rebels and Katie Hurt. And at the end of the tour, I was like, let's all go to Abbey Road, a book to 10 hour session. And we basically mixed up all the musicians that I've toured with and over in uh, England, and we cut a live record which i put out but i had to take it down due to some
1: uh management stuff but i'm going to re-release it soon good um i look forward to that um let's talk about the uk for a second so i think in fact no i take it back i think that was where we met originally was you we both played country to country mm. i think yes yeah, that's right. yeah yeah and also i think um sasha mcveigh had played country to country so i think that was actually where we all met yeah that, that was my it.
2: first tour was with sasha mcveigh who now lives here in nashville
1: yeah. Yeah. How it all comes full circle. Crazy. And
2: now you live in New York. Yeah.
1: Um, and now I live in New York. We'll, we'll, well, yeah, we'll see for how long that lasts When, as, as everyone's moving out and this whole pandemic just continues. Um, it is so much fun. Um, but let's talk about England for a second. So you started, that was your first tour with Sasha McVeigh following that. So actually that wasn't much so I think the, the country to country was in March and I think you were on tour with Sasha in around April, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I'd stayed over. And you've been kind of, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and you've been slowly kind of building up that fan base over there and you actually kind of go over quite a bit, quite a bit.
2: Yeah, it's kind of my second secondary home. And I, I spent a lot of time building the fan base. I did to One on boot, boots and did the Pride Women's Pride Festival. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's been a, a journey, but I have some really, really awesome fans over there and a great family of friends, and mm-hmm. so I, I love it there.
1: Yeah. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about the UK audience in terms of – because it's, there's a real kind of niche for country music in Americana over there.
2: Yeah, you know, when I first started going, I felt like it was on the, the brink of the actual country music movement over there because C2C, it was the very first C2C, remember yeah. that? I did. And, um, yeah, they were just starting to get into the more modern country from what I witnessed um, that it was from what I understood. Most of the uh, take on country was more traditional, you know, mm-hmm. and as as things started to develop with more festivals and they were bringing over more uh, modern country artists, um, the kind of and then uh, Chris Country happened. And, yep. and yeah and that started changing the airways and giving uh everybody a kind of a way to listen to more of honor country you know
1: yeah for sure i think i mean for a long time the only place that you could really listen to country music in the uk was on bbc radio 2 on um bob harris's show oh yeah and bob then... harris yeah bob harris yeah the great bob um, Harris. the great bob harris that man is is a uk treasure he is he is
2: mm.
1: um and you know famously so many country and Nashville artists say that they owe such, you know, such a debt to him for getting him to that market, which have been, you know, so crucial to their, their success and their, you know, their their gig economy.
2: Lee Williams is another guy who helped me tremendously before all of that. Uh, I met him over here and he set me up with a regional radio tour and I went to England by myself and rented a car and drove all over that country alone. Never driven there, by the way. I <laughs> just, like, rented a car. <laughs> I mean, I played at little hospitals, like the smallest, tiniest studios, but I feel like that mattered so much to my takeoff because I was going into the rural communities and making friends and connections, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, yep. and I was getting to see all parts of the
1: countryside
2: and getting them to understand the country more.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, you know touring and and driving across the UK because you can it's that's like comparative to the US (laughs) it's pretty small yeah (laughs) but Um, we just have so much diversity and change as you kind of like travel around the country like there are sort of little different pockets of places which I find both lovely and amusing at the same time
2: yeah I learned a bit about the different accents and trying to kind of pinpoint where everybody's from a little bit can you do any oh I'm a horrible (laughs) British, <laughs> but it comes out when I'm there, and sometimes it comes out when I'm talking only because I've spent so much time there and I've dated two people there, so <laughs> a lot of phone conversations. So you know, you're around anything long enough, you're going to pick it up. Have you picked up any kind of American or New York
1: accent? Have, is it thinned yeah. out a bit for you? Um, apparently, when I go home, people will say I've you know americanized a little bit i I, don't, I think it's more just to be to be understood i might you know deaden some of my, my teas um you know i've gone into you know to bars and i've said can i have a tito's and tonic oh, or yeah. a tito's and something <laughs> and people just look at me and they're like you want to what and i'm like tito's <laughs> they're like oh you want a tito's like, okay fine i'll have Tito's.
2: you i've i noticed um, that you have kind of a almost like a you sound more kind of like a proper educated american lady
1: well, you know thank me? you very much. Like not,
2: pro- but uh, what would they say? Posh. <laughs> I would say posh in England. Like,
1: uh huh.
2: Yeah.
1: I I'll take that. You know, it's 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 surprising what I can get away with with an accent over here. Oh yeah, you can get her away right. with murder with that accent. <laughs> and same for you in the UK. Same. People yeah, yeah. Love yeah. A of course. It gets accent. me everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so Melanie uh, is asking, when will Sonya Lee start doing shows again?
2: Um. Do we know when?
1: Do we know when Broadway's going to open up? Or do we know if Sonia Lee Broadway's opening back up
2: now, doing Um, some
1: online shows?
2: Yeah, Broadway's opening back up. I'm um, Mm -hmm. really kind of taking my time getting my foot back into it. But yeah, very soon, very soon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back out. So, I I honestly am am still kind of leery of the COVID uh I'm still kind of mm-hmm. just watching to see what happens once everybody gets back to it to see if it's really safe you know
1: yeah i mean given what musicians do for a living i mean you make a living in crowds of people mm-hmm. and us not being able to do that and the fact that you know it's it's, it's our, our lives livelihoods are based around that um it's crushing to kind of see how it's just had to just turn off completely and then it's not turning back on in it, instantly okay. yeah it's so and then gradual. the market's
2: flooded, I bet, like everybody's gonna be get trying to get back and on stage, and sorry I interrupted yeah. you. no no at all, please well it, it's 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 also a bit maddening too, because part of like that release for me as an artist is the performance So people have asked me in the past, what do you?" writing or performing and and they go hand in hand for me of of my creative process performing gets something out of me that is like you know um that has been kind of pulled back but I've done some you know online shows and things so um it's just a bit different than to hear Mm -hmm. a crowd scream and I did uh, something here that was like a drive-in show at this place called daddy daddy's dogs which was really cool um so that was that mm-hmm. was nice but a bunch of cards you know they were honking and stuff you know
1: that sounds like fun yeah
2: it's super fun
1: and how have you found i mean i know that you said you haven't done too many online shows but um how have you found the ones that you have done in terms of because so i mean i've done a couple and yeah, yeah. it just it like it's don't get me wrong it's fun to do and it's you kind of get this sort of audience interaction in a way but there's such a delay going on with it and you're yeah. kind of playing your songs. And, that, like, and I have this, I've done this sort of awkward thing where I'm like, yay, thank you very much, thank you very much. Like I've sort of had to make up my own applause because it just right. feels so <laughs> awkward just finishing, yeah, it's you like... know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it is awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you, th- what's sort of next on the cards for you? So I think you said, you know, you've got some, some back catalogue that you might release, you might re-release some, yeah. some Sonya Lee classics.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm working on a project that I've been working on for about five years, and I'm excited about um, taking the time to really craft. That'll be announced pretty soon. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a Patreon and just start putting – I've written so much music over the past years here in Nashville that are just still sitting, uh, you know, on the shelf that I just want to put out. I think my fans really – what I'm so lucky is yeah. that my fans really – they they follow my journey as as a creative and all the growth and all the different directions and uh they're they're really supportive on on the on that diversity yeah. and so I, i'm excited to just share it all
1: that's great i mean i can see how um wonderfully involved and uh, interactive your fans are right now on the chat um and i have no doubt that they would be super excited for a patreon where is that chat? Can I, am I allowed
2: to see that or is it just? just yeah, a,
1: there's a, there's a comments button on the right-hand side somewhere. You can see that, I think.
2: Awesome. Uh, oh, live comments. Uh, I'm in the private chat. Go. Oh, there it is. Oh my gosh. There's like people see? here. all these comments. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everyone's saying we love Sonia Lee. What's up guys? Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. <laughs> my girlfriend She's in. Cool. Hey,
1: I thought I I thought that was possibly the comment that I put up. It was like, hey babe, love you or something. Like I thought that might have been because <laughs> like, your face lit up. It was really cute. Um so Sonia, uh before we finish up, would you do me the honor of playing me another song? Why not? We have we have some time. Sure.
2: All right. Um uh I'll play my, my uh my last single. I've got a new single called King Without a Kingdom, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. Um, played the single before that called Give You Love.
0: It could be so beautiful You and I Like a miracle Can't you see If you just let go How good it can be If you take my hand
2: tingle Gloria Cole Jason Jenny Jenny and Cobb what's up everybody Um, I just really want to say how important it is Uh, uh, Music Health Alliance and Music Cares have been such a major role in musicians uh, journey through all of this and I can't um, I can't leave this without giving them a shout out and a big thank you because a lot of people and musicians have gotten through this epidemic with Mm -hmm. their help
1: so. Yeah, uh, very worthwhile cause if you're considering trying to support musicians uh, globally right now is obviously support their Patreons, uh, donate to Music Cares. There are multiple places that you can go to support musicians. And Music Cares is so overwhelmed right now by the amount of people that are you know, yeah. seeking help from them. So please do give if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Sonia, this has been so much fun. Yeah. Well, my next time I come really to New York, launch on me. Damn right. And, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, yeah. we can do it with bandanas. It'll be fine. Right. Oh, <laughs> good. Cool. Thank you. So Listen, well. Sonia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've, <laughs> thank you for playing two songs. I'm so, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. I, you know, I never normally get two songs, but I'm never cheeky enough to ask. So thank you for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting up with me I, I really appreciate it it's been so great to see you Um, everyone can follow you and I'm sure they already do because they are clearly your biggest fans I'm, I'm watching <laughs> all of these comments come in at Sonia Lee, Lee and uh, facebook.com forward slash Sonia Lee music um, but Sonia I know that you've got some some new music coming out soon Um, your latest single King Without a Kingdom is on Spotify right now and um, I really look forward to seeing you get back on the road and, and seeing what you have planned for the rest of the year
2: yeah let's
1: uh let's go write something we will okay thank you sonia listen everyone thank you so much for joining i've uh, really appreciated seeing all of your comments it's been so lovely to to interact with you guys and i'm sure sonia loved uh, seeing your post pop up on the screen um Thank you again for joining us on this next one's about and next week is a very special show featuring a number of guests and will be hosted by a wonderful artist and friend of mine. Her name is Mishti Roy um, to introduce some amazing uh, people of color and New York artists to you. So uh, please stick around and we will see you then.
0: The New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about.